doggy. Yeah, Jerry Blair. There you go. Hi, doggy. Welcome back to the ocean, doggy. We're going to be living here soon again. Yay. He's uh, scouring the beach. We, we went for a walk yesterday. And obviously, this time of year is way busier than uh, off season. We're walking around, and he's just barking at everybody and going up to everyone because he's basically saying, what are you doing on my beach? He can't understand that he's got to share this beach with everybody else. So every person that goes by, he's like very suspicious, and he's, he's thinking, what are you all about? And then there's, uh, well, I don't want to incriminate myself, but there's, uh, there's a beach set up, let's just say, to my left. And uh, Doggy has peed on it three times because he's like, nah, 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 nah. This is my beach. So he's marking his territory. And he, <laughs> he peed on these people's beach setup three times. I'm going to have to work on that because that's going to that's gonna cause some fist fights this summer if he goes out there and he's just peeing, peeing excuse me, on everybody's uh, beach stuff. All right, who's sniffing my uh, nutsack? Uh... Uh, Beavis and Butthead face. Uh, we're still in freaking lockdown over here. Where are you, Bill Augerman? I'm not sure I know where you're where you're at. I think Canada's uh, way behind us, right? See, I nailed it. Look at that. Bam! There's the answer. I nailed it. Bill's from Ontario, Canada. Yeah, they're a bit behind, and the only reason I know is because of the highlights on ESPN that they don't have uh, fans in the stands yet. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine yesterday. He went to see the uh, – where the hell – oh, he went to the Islanders game. Jeez, yeah. And he said it was terrifying. This is this is him speaking. Huge Islanders fan. He, he invited me to the next game. I, I probably will do it because I'm, I'm feeling pretty good because I'm vaccinated. And uh, he said it was really, really creepy because uh, for the Islanders games, they have a, a section if you're vaccinated – and they have a section if you're not vaccinated. And there weren't a lot of people in the non-vaccinated area. And I said to him, I don't know how the Islanders are checking or anything like that. But if you're one of these people that are not vaccinated for whatever reason, political reasons, or it's just, uh, you know, you, you just haven't made your appointments yet. So you go to the Islanders game. You're not vaccinated. There's a whole section where people could go that are vaccinated are you going to sit with everyone else that's not vaccinated or are you going to sneak into the area of people that are vaccinated? Logic says a lot of people would just do that to, to be a little safer. Yeah, everyone notices Doggy. Hi, Doggy. You're not going to re recognize Doggy in about another week because when it gets over 70 degrees, this poor dog, it's like wearing a fur coat. He's really sluggish and slow. And then, you know, we get a, a cool day, and then he's a rock star and running around like he should be as a, as a one-year-old dog. But we're going to shave him pretty much all the way down, almost to the skin for the, the whole summer, especially because uh, obviously it gets hot in the summer. But also, uh, as you can see, all that green out there filled with ticks because the deer just wander around, especially when the sun's going down. So there's got to be deer ticks all over the top of that dune. So... It'll be easier to see if Doggy has any ticks. Dancing in the street. Oh, I had to say street. What's creepy about uh, my dog, we had him groomed once, and it was really, really creepy to see his eyes. He has giant eyes that don't blink that much. 
And uh, we're better off not really seeing his eyes, but this groomer really fucked it up and shaved his face all the way down. And then the, this dog had just giant eyes staring at us with no emotion, and, and we couldn't wait for the hair to grow back around his face. <laughs> I hope Doggy didn't hear that. So we're looking for a groomer that will shave him all the way down but kind of keep his uh, adorable face intact. We'll, we'll see what happens. Really, Steven? I pulled uh, three ticks off myself already this year. Yeah, ticks, uh, when I was growing up, uh, ticks were really no big deal. You know, it, we uh, we grew up in Centerport, Long Island. We had a, a big house with a lot of woods, and tree forts, and all sorts of stuff. And there was a time for the kids that are watching this that you actually had to go outside every day for hours on end. I, I try to tell my kids that they can't even wrap their heads around that concept. They don't understand it. I'm like, yeah, man, you would come home from school and then you would be outside until dinner time. And they're like, that's stupid. Why would you go on your electronics? I'm like, well, because my electronics was a giant square TV that got maybe five channels. That's why. Yeah, when we were growing up, though, and we were running all around the woods, we were getting ticks left and right. And you just, you just kind of pulled them off. And every once in a while, one would dig in and dad would have to get the... Um, Hey, doggy! I'm trying to broadcast over here. Um, and then every once in a while, he would have to get the tweezers and you know dig one out. But you never got Lyme disease or anything. Lyme disease is relatively new, I would assume. Doggy! The neighbors out here for the summer, and, and they got two dogs. Everyone's coming back out for the for the uh, for the summer season. It's so funny because you know we've had this house and. Uh, we think to ourselves, why Why would you pack it in just because summer's over? Why wouldn't you come out here all the time, especially when you get to look at this? I'm blessed. But a lot of these people that we live among, they got these beautiful houses out here. And as soon as Labor Day hits, they pack it up and they're not back out here until, uh, until Memorial Day. Oh, doggy's going to drive me nuts. It's like he's never seen a dog before. So anyway, they're they're back, and they got dogs. So I don't think my dog has uh, sniffed their their butts or licked their uh, pee pees yet. So that'll be that'll be a fun day when I get to introduce my dog to their dogs, and they get to you know sniff each other's butts and lick lick uh, lick their their ball bags and try to drink each other's pee. That that's normal, right? That's normal, right? And then you look at the owner and go, oh well, thank you for that. <laughs> and everyone's okay with it. I think life would be much better if uh, if humans uh, <laughs> went down that road. I guess we did way back in the day, where that's how you greet each other. Just lick each other's genitals. Okay, we'll have a good day. I, I think there'd be a lot less uh, pissed off people in the world if that was a, a normal thing. Yeah, Jamie, damn it. Poor Hubs had uh, the Lyme disease. He's horrible. He's in horrible pain all the time. Yeah, well, that was my point. So now, when you get a tick, it's like, it's like, it's like uh, living through a horror movie. I told you I was driving home to this house. I had to going into town for some supplies. Us locals, we don't go into town between now and uh, Labor Day because all the salmon people uh, are now out here. 
damn salmon people walking the beach with their shoes and socks and their Rolexes with their stupid sweaters wrapped around their necks. Oh, but you see them coming. So as locals, we don't go into town that much. Mostly on like a Tuesday because it's a little slow in town and then we get our supplies for the week because we don't want to deal with the salmon people. And I was driving home from town with my supplies and uh, all of a sudden I felt a little itch on the back of my neck and I, I went to reach like, what the hell is that? And it was a tick and I almost drove off the road immediately. I was, I was in major panic mode. And uh, it just started to latch on, just just started, as in it, it crawled and it was like, oh, this is a good spot. And it was starting its, uh, its destruction. And I pulled that thing off, swerved the damn car, and threw it out the window. I, I was completely in panic mode. GH out here just riffing. That's right, man. I had, I had nothing planned for this live stream. I said to myself, maybe... Maybe you should prepare something. I'm like, ah, just turn it on and see what happens. So we're, we are just uh, riffing. Oh, you like that as a t-shirt? Salmon people? Oh, I hate the salmon people. They just come out here and just destroy our beautiful little towns and beaches. They don't give a shit about the locals. Get out of my way. This is now my town. So between now and Labor Day, they think they own the whole joint. Oh, it's the worst. What's up, Linda Murphy? How are you? <laughs> Is this true? They don't know how to navigate traffic circles. One drove into a brand new store from front last week. Is that true? These stupid salmon people. They saw a traffic circle. They lost their minds. <laughs> I love it. Come on. Is that true? Oh, text me that info, please. I, I, I have to know more about that. Of course they did. Because they're all in a hurry. They come out here. You, you know, if you want to be out here looking at this ocean and walking these beaches and doing everything that it has to offer, you should slow down your heart rate a little bit. But these people are just savages and animals. They come out on the beach with their newborn salmon kids. And they just leave their diapers all over the beach because they're like, this isn't my home. And they just expect us locals to clean up after themselves after they leave the beach for the day. They don't give two shits about these beautiful towns out here. When the summer's over, we throw a little party and celebrate the fact that they're gone. Goodbye. Uh, Steven, that's a very good question. Uh, salmon people, different than the farmers? 100%. Yes, Stephen. Yes. So the salmon people are the are the people that have to dress and act a certain way uh, way out east here on Long Island, whether it's like the Montauk area or the Hamptons or now the North Fork of Long Island is being taken over by the salmon people as well. And they just come here because it's the thing to do. It's just a thing to do, and they dress a certain way, and they have terrible attitudes in general. In general. But that's a damn good stereotype because it's pretty accurate. Farmers uh, are people uh, – I got that term from Dice and Club Soda Kenny. And uh, farmers are people that <laughs> are kind of from like small little towns from all over the country that come to New York City. And it's so obvious when you're looking at farmers – 
They look up a little too much at the, the giant buildings. Look at the giant buildings here in New York City. And they're easy, easy targets. Stop looking up the whole time you're walking around New York. You're a target. As you're looking up, they're, uh, they're, they're looking at your pockets to see if anything is just hanging just far enough out of your pocket to grab quickly. David's Parmcast, Opie versus the Salmon People live stream will be awesome. I, uh, I've done a few. I had the lady that walked right in front of me as I was enjoying a really good sunset and live streaming. I went at it with her a little bit. And then we had an incident with the, uh, with the dog that came up to me. And I was screaming that I was allergic. Oh my God, I just realized something. This is so random and most of you won't even remember this, but something, oh my God. I was talking to a lady yesterday and she had a golden retriever and my dog and her dog were, you know, enjoying each other's genitals. And the whole time I'm looking at her going, how do I know this lady, right? It just hit me on this live stream. So you might remember, um, I don't even know how long it was, maybe a year ago, I was sitting way out there doing a live stream or I was doing my podcast back then. Yeah, I think I was just doing audio back then. And, uh, and all of a sudden, this golden retriever came up to me and I, I carried on. It was like, oh, 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 I'm allergic. And the lady came running over. I was like, relax. And we had a little uh, back and forth. And I laughed my ass off because it was very uncomfortable for everybody listening to this thing. Uh, because I just invaded someone's you know personal space. And I was making believe I was really, really allergic to this dog. And the lady's getting annoyed. I'm like, oh, I'm allergic. And she pulled the dog off me, right? And I had a good laugh about it. I put it on a podcast episode. I don't even know which one at this point. And uh, never thought about it. Until yesterday and until this morning, I ran into that lady in the Golden Retriever. And yesterday I'm thinking to myself, how do I know her? And, and bam, like I just explained, now I remember how I, 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 I know her. And now I'm praying that she didn't, she didn't recognize me as the idiot being an asshole with the microphone. Bill Burr refused what? Uh, Zico? No, it's so funny. We've been uh, live streaming for about a half hour. And now I see that the haters and the trolls, the word had to have gotten out. Wake up, he's live right now. Because they're squeezing their way into the, uh, the live stream now. <laughs> uh, Bill Burr refused. We all know who it was. Uh, Nukem. I don't know what that, what are you getting at, Nukem? The, the, the person that, uh, that turned down $1 million to replace Anthony after Anthony got fired? And now people are trying to spin it that that person didn't want to work with me. That's not true. The person was very, very nervous about Anthony and his fan base and the comedy community in general. So he turned down $1 million to, uh, to replace Anthony back, uh, I don't know, like seven years ago when, when Anthony got fired. And everyone thinks they know because Anthony said it was uh, Jim Brewer. First of all, how would Anthony know? He had nothing to do with the discussions, and I never had a discussion – with him about it. So him just saying it was Jim Brewer is the dumbest thing ever. Cause then I went on and said, no, it wasn't Jim Brewer. Although over the years, me and Jim Brewer have, have talked about doing a show together. And uh, for whatever reason, it never really worked out timing wise and, and other reasons, but he's always been a friend of mine and always uh, does, does my shit when I ask him. But uh, so it wasn't Brewer. Oh, uh, and it wasn't Bill Burr. Is that why that guy uh, popped Bill Burr up?
on the screen, I guess. A lot of people are guessing Brewer. A lot of people are guessing Bill Burr. A lot of people guessing uh, Bob Kelly. I was trying to get Bob Kelly more involved when all the craziness was happening. And he really wanted to um, do more with me. We hung out at a cigar joint. And I would go there with Bob Kelly from time to time after he would do the show with me. And, uh, you know, he knew things were getting really, really crazy. And I, I asked him if he wanted to get more involved. And before I could even finish this sentence, he said yes. And then there was a time I was, uh, uh, SiriusXM gave me a whole bunch of money to, to pay for co-hosts and comedians that came in to help me out because I refused to take an official co-host. But I said, look, give me the money that you were going to spend on that. And I'll, I'll spread the wealth around and try to pay some of these guys that, have been really, really good to me and really, really good for the radio show. And uh, and Bob Kelly was one of those guys, but um, he refused to sign the contract because the contract that SiriusXM was throwing at these guys was completely ridiculous. I think one of the terms was that they owned your name or something ridiculous like that. And Bob Kelly's like, I can't fucking sign this. And I go, I don't blame you. But that was the only way he was going to get a little money for doing uh, my radio show. I wasn't gonna pay him out of my pocket. I wasn't. I wasn't in, in that situation, especially with the company already giving me a nice. I think it was a couple hundred thousand dollars. I wanted to pay him out of that, but I couldn't pay him out of that unless he, uh, unless he signed the contract. But then he did tell me, which was really really cool. He goes, "Look, I'll just still you know come in and, and, and do the show." But it wasn't Bob Kelly as far as the million dollars go. But I, I uh, back in the day, I can't speak for, for for uh, you know current current day me but back in the day i would have done a radio show with bob kelly in a second uh it wasn't Artie lang Artie lang suggested that we should do more stuff together um but i i've said i i didn't want to team up with another addict so i i couldn't go down that road with Artie, and Artie's so fucking talented my god Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pop that on the big screen to stroke the ego a little bit Hope he's one of the most honest guys out there, 100% on point always. Try to be. I think my biggest problem was uh, keeping my mouth shut all these years while everyone else babbled about what they thought was going on. And I think I hurt myself by not throwing my little two cents out there in my point of view. And then I guess it's up to the people to believe whatever they want. I know I sleep well at night uh, telling my, my story, my side of it. If you gave me a few bucks today, thank you very much. Um, I'm not begging, but it certainly keeps me motivated to turn this damn thing on. I'll tell you that much. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Who doesn't want to make money? And that drives people nuts, too, because I make a few bucks doing this. Uh, not even enough money to pay my mortgage. And these people, are, are they lose their mind because a few of you are nice enough to throw me a few bucks every once in a while. As I try to keep all my stuff free, as everybody else around you is making you pay for their shit, I try to keep everything free, and then I got a few people that are well off enough to throw me a few bucks to keep me motivated, and that drives the haters nuts. Oh, what lunacy, huh? Of, of Rachel, of course. That guy just showed his true colors. Like, there are people out there, no matter what you say or do, they will hate on you. Now, to that point, Robert O'Neill... You, uh, a lot of people agree with him politically, and a lot of people do not agree with him politically. And here's what I say. 
The guy killed Osama bin Laden. That was a very dark uh, day for for America. And we're, we're closing in on 20 years, by the way, which is unbelievable, right? So uh, this guy, Robert O'Neill, who took out Osama bin Laden, who who brought a lot of darkness and hate into uh, into our society. So, you know, this Robert O'Neill uh, kills Osama bin Laden. Even, even Robert O'Neill can't escape the hate on a regular basis on Twitter. That's all you need to know. That there, there are people out there that are severely traumatized from probably their childhood and they can't help themselves. Whoa, a bee. Did you see that? Did that make the video? Um, it's probably uh, like, uh, what does it do? All my plants are outside. And now this bee's like, oh, I got to, uh, what, drop some of my my bee sperm on them? Is that what happens? And then you get fruits and vegetables? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Is it pollinating, Tara? All right, it's pollinating. Uh, we're taking a break from the hate. If Palestine and Israel could take a break and have a little ceasefire... As the Palestinians start collecting another pile of rocks for the next uh, go-round, we could take a break from the hate today. Uh, and also, by the way, whoever um, whoever turned me on to uh, WandaVision, uh, thank you very much, man. I, we're watching it on Disney+. Plus. We're uh, how many episodes in? I think we're three episodes in already. Uh, my, my son I, literally came out of nowhere. He really, really got into the, the Marvel movies. So we're trying to watch every single uh, Marvel movie. Oh, the bee came in the house. Oh, my God, there's a bee in the house. And, of course, everyone knows Marvel greater than DC, right? I think so. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, there are a lot of big, fat bumblebees out here. What the hell are you doing there, bumblebee? We're knocking out the Marvel movies. But I got to tell you, Iron Man, right? This is a, a conversation we probably should have had, what, 10, 11 years ago? Problem I have with it is Jeff Bridges gets his own version of the Iron Man suit, right? Which is much greater and bigger than the one uh, Tony Stark came up with. And he's the genius. And then Jeff Bridges figures out how to use the whole damn fucking suit within a day or two. And then we're supposed to believe this shit? As Tony Stark is figuring out his Iron Man suit and having all sorts of problems as he tries to, you know, learn how to use it. And then Jeff Bridges just jumps in the, the suit that's much bigger and, and more scary and he's able to fucking control that thing within a day or two? I call bullshit. Uh, Joe Rogan, according to Andy, called you nuts thoughts. I, I present this question to you today. Between the three guys, me, Anthony, and Jim Norton, who's nuts? It's really time to stop listening to all that gaslighting bullshit. Thank you. But trying to push this agenda that I'm nuts or mentally ill when you know what those two guys are all about, that's pure insanity right there. Oh, PJ uh, Swazi. I just want to scream, hello, my God, it's been so long. Never dreamed you'd return. Now here you are. And here I am. Hearts and thoughts, they fade away. I gotta work on that. Oh my God, it's my favorite Pearl Jam song. 
I try to like come up with a, a, a song I like more than Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town. Now they just call that song Small Town. But I can't do it. Can't do it. That one still gives me the chills every time I hear it. All right, so there's two other things that happened today. Um, back on this date, I think in 19... I'm going to go 19... I wish Vic Henley was here. He had a photographic memory. Um, I'm going to go 1934. This was the day that Bonnie and Clyde bit it. And then you got uh, uh, another big thing that happened. And it showed that Vince McMahon is just a fucking asshole. You may love your wrestling, but on this day, I don't know how many years ago, Vince McMahon proved that he's a fucking asshole. It's the day that Owen Hart fell from the rafters and died in front of everybody, and Vince McMahon said, the show must go on. <laughs> he's a billionaire. He could have fucking taken that hit, but he said the show must go on. And then over the years, he tried to justify the fact uh, that the, the show needed to go on. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are a piece of shit. Yeah, they scraped him off the mat. I, I believe there was uh, quite a stain on the mat, and these idiots had to wrestle around it. And, you know, uh, Vince McMahon always scared the shit out of his, uh, his wrestlers, and uh, they had no choice. All those guys had to go out there and do it. Uh, I don't think a wrestler said fuck that and left, unfortunately. I would have had a lot of respect for the wrestler that said, you know what, I can't do this. The guy died. We loved Owen Hart. There's no scenario where the show had to go on. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> I don't know if you're trying to hate, but that's just funny. <laughs> Your brand value is falling faster than Owen Hart, you think? <laughs> if Anthony's making fun of you on his show, that doesn't translate to him sending haters your way and starting a war. He's just making fun of you. Well, it, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Why would he Why would he need to make fun of me? What did I... I'll say this over and over again. What did I possibly do to Anthony to deserve seven years of bullshit from the guy? If he doesn't like what I do, who gives a fuck? Just do your thing. And just leave me the fuck alone. We, we had success together even though we didn't like each other. Just move on. I don't sit here and make fun of him. I'm sure there's plenty of things I could do and, and, and make fun of him as well. <sighs> oh, some Boston radio news. Oh, I forgot his, uh, his his name. He was on the radio when I was up there a million years ago. Uh, Matt Siegel? Is that his name? So he was told he couldn't make fun of uh, uh, Demi Lovato, I think. And uh, he basically said, you know, F this. And he quit on the air. The guy's been doing radio in Boston. I mean, I've been gone 20-some-odd uh, years. And he probably did at least 10 years before I even got there. Matty in the Morning. He quit live on the air because the company basically said you can't make fun of, uh, I think her name's Demi, Demi Lovato. Why can't you make fun of, you should be able to make fun of everything. Everything in front of you, you should be able to make fun of. And I, I even believe in mean-spirited humor, but okay, let's adjust the rules a little bit. You should be able to make fun of everything in front of you as long as you don't have hate in your heart, at the very least. 
And then these radio companies, they wonder why they're just a disaster and they're selling their properties for pennies on the dollar because they're shutting up all their uh, personalities. Demi Lovato announces that she's, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know, whatever. She's, she's not a she or she's kind of a she, but she also doesn't want to acknowledge. I, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. I'm still learning myself. But oh my God, if you're a radio show host, you should be able to make fun of that a little bit. Why not? Chris Rock said it recently. He said that cancel culture is just, is just destroying comedy. If you've ever laughed at a joke, it was at someone's uh, expense. Simple as that. Think of any joke you've laughed at. It was at someone's expense on the other side. And uh, Chris Rock broke it down brilliantly. You can find the clip online, but basically said this cancel culture is destroying comedy. And I, I got to agree with the guy. Not just comedy, all things in life. Yeah, you're right, Taz. You're absolutely right. Cancel culture is ridiculous. I think it is. Ah, this is my same mantra, but... I think if you're a group to get true acceptance, you're, you got to be able to uh, have people make fun of you and you got to be able to make fun of yourselves. And then I think you get true acceptance in society. I just got, I don't even know what that is. Pranav Tawari, that's a thousand things. I just got a thousand things. Some of you countries with your money, it's just ridiculous. You, you buy a pack of gum, it's like, that'll be 280,000 things. I'm like, how do you keep track of this shit? But I just got a thousand things. Thank you for the thousand things, Pranav. It looks impressive, but I'm gonna bet that's like uh, $3.80. I don't know. Is that really the truth? Is that $10? I, well, hey. I thank the guy for giving me a thousand things, which is uh, equivalent to $10. I Thank you. What you got growing on your table? That's, uh, those are the beans. I, I showed this the other day on the live stream. We, uh, you can't really grow anything out here because obviously it's all sand. And uh, my, my son especially, uh, he got into like growing some shit. Marvel movies and growing shit all of a sudden. So it brought back uh, memories. Good and bad memories, by the way. When we were growing up, uh, one of seven, eight, nine kids, my dad, it was always my dad. He's, he had a, an entrepreneur spirit. He decided like, oh, you know, we started growing some things here and there, and it was fun for all of us. And then he got the bright idea that he could knock down the grocery bills by turning our whole backyard into a, into a fucking farm. So it went from a nice little fun hobby like, oh, look, our carrots are growing. Uh, it, it turned into us having to take care of a farm in the back of our house for a couple summers. And that was the, that was the piece of uh, 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 yard, let's say. The only piece of yard we had where we played everything else, uh, whether it was wiffle ball or volleyball or just fooling around in the backyard. We couldn't do any of that anymore because my dad decided to become a farmer to knock down the grocery bills. So then we had rows and rows of uh, vegetables that we had to take care of. So with that said, uh, it brings back some memories. And I decided, why don't we um, throw some seeds and some Tupperware, see if they'll grow. They're growing. Now we got to go to the plant store. That's why I got to leave. And we got to find bigger things because now I'm going to attempt to continue growing all these vegetables uh, out on this deck because we can't plant them anywhere. And yeah, maybe we'll get some 
maybe we'll get some fruits and vegetables. But in the distance, I think that's the uh, the beans. Uh, I'm looking around. I think that's the radishes, the beans and the radishes. We're also growing carrots, cucumbers, peppers, and strawberries. And of course, uh, the apple tree peaches is doing very, very well. There's the bee. Holy fuck, it is. It just check. Is that a secret drone? Is someone spying on me? I heard these drones are getting smaller and smaller and they're the size of fucking bugs. Why does it keep taking a peek and then, uh, and then leaving the frame? Is that Carl? Did he come back as a bee? Is that Jerry Seinfeld? I'm improving. Thank you. Thank you very much for my, uh, my improv. I appreciate it. Are you still e -Rock's hero? Oh boy, that uh, that relationship's uh, compli uh, complicated. But I uh, I I, uh, I wished him well. Out of nowhere, I found out he became a father. Holy shit! I gave him a little congratulations on the old Instagram. Uh, but uh, if you haven't already, uh, wish E Rock uh, the best. He became a father, and uh, without getting into his personal business, uh, that was something he wanted for a very very long time. And I was very very surprised. And uh, no matter where I stand with E Rock these days. I don't even really know. I'm very, very happy for him and his wife that uh, they became parents. So there you have it. You know what? I'm going to end with that. Something nice. Something nice. Something easy. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>